Welcome back, friends. Lost Carve here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the people behind making Kirby, and the show Kirby right back at you. That means at some point we're going to talk about Masahiro Sakurai, we're going to talk about Iwata, we're going to talk about people like that. We're also going to talk about things like Kirby Cafe, I hope to go there someday, Train Poo Poo Poo, and like the new summer series of Kirby, the Kirby book. There's so many things to talk about, the manga, mmm, there's so many things I want to talk about over the years. There's a lot of content here, because the main throughline of this podcast will be the Kirby Right Back At You anime, which is 100 episodes, and since we're doing this every couple weeks, that's a lot of episodes, and that's a lot of years, and I can't wait to talk about so much. Also, you can follow us on at Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter, where we'll have occasional tweets about the podcast and update whenever new episodes come out, and it'll mainly follow a lot of fan artists and retweet their art, because I love Kirby fan art. It's so cute, it's so great, and I just love what people make. So... This week, I want to recommend another Twitter, and that is at the Yeti, which is T-H-E-Y-E-T-E-E. They sell video game shirts every day, and every now and then, they sell Kirby shirts, and I own about, like, eight of these shirts over the years. And they're really good Kirby shirts. I love them a lot, I wear them during streams, and I just can't wait for the next one. Like, they keep making really cool ones, I bought a new one recently, and there's gonna be more of them in the future, for sure. They're about $15.00. And there's also shipping involved as well, but it's not a bad price for a shirt that you might wear a lot. Like, I've worn all my Kirby shirts at least maybe 50 to 100 times, depending on which shirt. Especially uh, my third shirt, which is a, my favorite one right now. It's, it's a red one, it's a Chef Kirby, and I just love it a lot. So, as far as Kirby news go, there's nothing new besides Hal announcing that they'll always be making Kirby games, even if they only have one fan. It's extremely hyperbolic, of course, since people love Kirby so much, there's millions of fans. But it's good to know they love Kirby so much. Maybe we'll see something in E3? I'm gonna doubt it. I really think we're not gonna see anything about Kirby for at least a year. But if we're lucky, maybe we will, and that'd be awesome. Oh man, what if we got a new anime? Oh my god, that'd be something else. So let's talk about today's episode. It's episode 19, and it is titled, Here Comes the Sun. It's a Beatles reference, uh, by the way, if you didn't know. As far as the Japanese title goes, it's called Knuckle Joe Re Arrives. So that's it. It's time for Knuckle Joe, and this episode is pretty good, pretty entertaining. And since Knuckle Joe is the center of this episode, we'll be talking about him and what he looks like. So Knuckle Joe, he's kind of like, he's just like a short person, and he wears a headband that looks kind of like basically upside down underwear on his head. It's got a jewel at the center of it, like a, I'm going to say crotch area of the, of the underwear on his head. And his hair goes through the, the opening parts. And yeah, that's just what it looks like. There'll be a picture for the YouTube versions, so you can see what he looks like. But if you don't know what Knuckle Joe looks like, that's what he looks like. And he wears gloves and shoes, and he's got a blue bodysuit on for fighting. Kind of like Zero Samus's bodysuit, but not as flattering. And when it comes to Uncle Joe, uh, he is purple in this episode, but he is usually seen as a white guy. And that's because originally he was purple. Kirby Superstar is his first game. He's been in a lot of games since then. Like the newest game, Kirby uh, Battle Royale, he's white in that, and he teaches you about your combat abilities in that. And the reason for this is in Kirby Superstar, he's purple, and then you turn him into an ally, and then he's white. So that's kind of a reference there in this episode, because he's going to be purple in this one, but in later episodes, he'll be white. So spoiler alert, he's not going to die this episode, if you thought he might be dead. So let's talk about his voice actors real quick. His voice actor in the US version is Kevin Kolak, which we've talked about before. This is the voice actor for Takori. If you want to hear about him again... Want to go back to episode 12, where I go about Kevin Kolak in depth about him, and he did an AMA at that time, and there's a lot of information up there about that. But what's interesting is he's the voice of this Knuckle Joe. Like, Knuckle Joe and Takori sound very different. So this dude's got range, so good to know about that. 
Now, for the Japanese version, the voice actor is Minami Takayama. Let me pronounce that again better. Minami Takayama. That's her name, and she has done a lot of voices. This is her only voice in Kirby, though. Knuckle Joe's her only voice. Well, she has a long list of voices. She's done, like, over 100 to 200 voices. And here's the ones you probably would know her from the most if you watch the Japanese versions of things. She's the voice of Conan Edogawa from Case Closed, also known as Detective Conan. She's also the voice of Envy and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. She's Child Emperor in One Punch Man. That's one I was surprised to find out. And if you're into older anime, she's Delandau in uh, Escaflone. She's also, this one really surprised me, she's Littlefoot in the Japanese dubs for The Land Before Time. So that's very interesting to me. Now, if you're a fan of Smash Brothers, she's the voice of Knuckle Joe, Pit and Pit 2, and various Mii's in Smash Brothers. Also the voice of Pit and Pit 2 in the Kid Icarus games. So that's a lot of interesting stuff right there. Just interesting to have these voice actors for Knuckle Joe. And Knuckle Joe's accent in the US version is like, kind of like, I'm going to get it wrong. It's, he's trying to be some sort of New Yorker. That's just the best way to put it. Or at least uh, someone, someone from New England, somewhere in that area. There's a powerful Star Warrior living somewhere out there in Dreamland. And I'm here to destroy him. That's the voice they're going for here. Kind of just a rough, tough kid from that area. And it's, uh... It's a bit of a ridiculous voice, it really is, but I like it. It's, a, it's an interesting voice. But now, moving on from talking about Knuckle Joe, let's talk about Knuckle Joe in the actual episode. So the episode starts with uh, the Matrix. That's right, we're kind of like in the Matrix here. It's all techie and green lines and everything, and you get that music that just says you're in, you're in the internet. It's just, it just says tech. That's really what it is. Early 2000s idea of what just the internet would be kind of thing. And we see this glowing light flying around, and eventually it goes up to a cube, that shows the enemy symbol on it for Nightmare Enterprises. And so the glowing figure hacks into the thing and starts hacking around, and then the salesman shows up on a screen and starts confronting the glowing figure, and he asks, why, is they, why are they in the server? And then the figure speaks and says, they're looking for a Star Warrior that lives on Dreamland, and he wants to destroy them. The salesman is happy to hear that, and he says, all right, well then, let me warp you to Popstar, and uh, good luck, and I hope you win, kind of situation there. And then we see the glowing figure above Popstar in space, and they say, I'm coming to get you. And then we get the awesome opener. So that's awesome as always. Next, after the opener, we see Kirby carrying a mountain of fruits and veggies on his back with a giant basket. And this just shows Kirby's incredibly strong. And this is a gif I've seen many times over the years on Twitter. So if you've ever seen that gif before, that's where it's from, episode 19. So Kirby's walking along with this giant just basket of food, and then he looks up to the sky because he notices something. And then we see what he noticed, and that is... Something's going on at the castle. Real quick, I want to just mention Kirby's extremely cute here, because Kirby's always cute. So, back at the castle, in the throne room, the summoning machine activates itself and starts to download the glowing figure. You can kind of see who they are, like, we know it's Knuckle Joe, because I already said it, but... The show's trying to play it out, where you're like, you're not really sure who this is just yet, in case, like, you've never seen a Kirby game before or anything like that. So the summoning happens, and it takes a bunch of power, and it shakes the castle. The shaking is so bad, it interrupts King Dedede's game of golf, where they just drop everything. Tiff and Tuff were playing Card Pyramid, and that gets knocked over. And so everyone goes to investigate what happened. King Dedede notices it's coming from the throne room, and he sends in six Waddle Dee guards. The Waddle Dees get blasted out, and they hit King Dedede on the way out. Something to note, only four Waddle Dees were blasted out. What happened to the other two? I, um, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned what happened to the other two. So the glowing figure comes out and jets past Tiff and Tuff, making them dizzy, and goes out and just looks around. 
King Dedede gets mad and he sends his entire army to attack the figure. And we get to see a hundred Waddle Dees come in, in force, and attack the figure, and get completely destroyed. One by one. The figure turns around and just plows through them. It's straight up Dynasty Warriors here. Like, he is just hitting his way through. He just punch, 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 punch. Knocks a bunch out of the way. Walls are destroyed everywhere. And there's just piles of Waddle Dees all over the ground. You don't know if they're dead or not, to be honest here. And Knuckle Joe's just looking out. Tiff and Tuff catch up to the figure. And then the figure turns around and rushes at them. And so they run. And before the figure can catch up and, I would assume, murder them horribly, Meta and the knights show up and block the figure. The figure brushes its nose and blasts the two other knights, and then Meta Knight goes for the attack, and the figure dodges. And then, after a while, the figure stands on Meta Knight's sword, which impresses Meta Knight, and we get the Mexican guitar. So this shows that this figure is pretty strong. Someone formidable, especially if they're able to, you know, deal with Meta Knight so easily. King Dedede makes Meta Knight get out of the way so that he can shoot at him with his tank. And they fire, and the figure deflects the tank shell, and it blows up another wall. King Dedede thinks he won because all he saw was a blast, but to his surprise, the figure's under the tank, and they pick up the tank and throw King Dedede and Escargoon in the tank out of the castle. And somehow they survive. Somehow they survive. By the way, when they get picked up and thrown out of the, out of the castle, Knuckle Joe just says, Sorry, pal, I guess he got carried away. And just carries him and throws him out the castle. Once that happens and they're outside, King Dedede realizes it's a kid, and Knuckle Joe says his age shouldn't be a problem, he's pretty strong. And he finally introduces himself as Knuckle Joe. And the glowiness around him fades away, and he's purple, not white just yet. And he says he's there for a Star Warrior. Midnight becomes surprised when he hears the name Knuckle Joe. He's like, no way. And of course, Midnight knows something, because it's Meta Knight. We obviously would assume he's talking about Meta Knight, though you could think he's talking about Kirby, because want he wants to kill a Star Warrior, and Kirby has been killing a lot of monsters. If this is a monster, then maybe Kirby's already killed his, his father. But there's also a chance Midnight did it too, because Midnight has been killing monsters forever. So Knuckle Joe tells Tubby that he's looking for a Star Warrior, and King Didi, of course, doesn't take kindly being called Tubby. Escargoon does try to defend his king by saying, hey, you can't insult the king, he's a king. Even though he's fat, he's a big ignoramus, he's a tightwad, he just starts insulting him, and then King Didi knocks out Escargoon with a hammer. And then he tells Joe that if he's looking for a Star Warrior, then he's looking for Kirby. Knuckle Joe now knows the name of his target, and he smiles. And a few times he's been brushing his nose. Like, I should mention that, because he does it a lot. He does that... He does that character gimmick of where the character just brushes their nose a bunch, and he does that. Cut back to Kirby's house, and Takori's mad at Kirby for filling the house up with food. He's like, I'm not gonna clean up this mess. But Kirby's being super cute, and he's eating his food one fruit at a time. And it's too cute. It is way too cute. It's too cute. Just one thing at a time, instead of just vacuuming it all up. And I'm just melting from this cuteness. My god. But then the Warp Star comes in while Kirby's trying to eat a watermelon, and it makes Kirby drop the watermelon, and the watermelon hits Takori, which is always good to see Takori take some hits. Tiff and Tuff are there, and they apologize to Kirby as Kirby flies away, confused. Takori asks what's going on, and they tell him that a tough guy is coming for Kirby, and they got Kirby out of there for his own safety, and that they'll get him food later. And then they tell Takori to tell the town. So Takori heads into town, and he warns everyone that there's a tough guy in town who's there to fight Kirby, but then he gets zapped by lightning. Apparently Knuckle Joe has lightning abilities as well. When he came there, everyone was just having like a casual day. He had like Curio playing chess with Mayor, Melman the Mailman's hanging out with, Yabu with Dr. Yabui. Everyone's just hanging out having a peaceful day. And then Takori shows up, he gets zapped, and now Knuckle Joe's running through town and breaking things. 
First up, he goes to Kirby's house and breaks into that house, only finding the food. Then he goes up and attacks various characters. He attacks a farmer asking where Kirby is. He attacks uh, Tuggle, the shop owner. He attacks Gengu, the toy shop owner. He's just going after everybody. He goes to the bar. And he's like, where's Kirby? He's like, uh, I don't have that. I have Shirley Temple. You want that? And then he destroys the bar. It's surprising to see the bar in the US version, by the way, because, you know, censorship. But the bar gets destroyed. And then we see uh, Knuckle Joe reporting to Chief Bookum because he wants to find the Star Warriors so he can go kill him and everything. And he says he's looking for Kirby because he killed his father. And Chief Bookum just laughs, saying, no way Kirby wouldn't do that. And then he punches Chief Bookum through a wall. Through a wall. Not any wall, by the way. I just realized it's the jail wall. Like, Chief Bookham's office? Right through that wall. And it's, it's a Chief Bookham-sized hole. Just punched him right through it. Now, I'm saying kill. Uh, in the show, he says destroy every time. Destroyed my father. I'm going to destroy him. So that's obviously he's meaning his father was killed and he's going to kill Kirby. And Japanese version, that's more clearly said. But in this version, because it is the US version, it is more censored, it is for kids, they say destroyed... But everyone knows what they mean by destroyed. I've noticed this in other shows, too, where they'll say destroyed instead of killed. For reference, just Kung Fu Panda in that one as well. Poe actually acknowledges he, he killed Tai Lung, but he says he destroyed Tai Lung. And stuff like that. Later that night, all the major cappies are hiding in Chief Bookham's jail cell, and they actually have Doron outside as lookout. And they ask, is he still there? And Knuckle Joe's running around. He's like, mm-hmm. And they're just really, really worried. And they just stay in their jail cell because they don't want to deal with Knuckle Joe. We then see Tiff Tuff and Chef Kawasaki leaving his restaurant in the cover of night with a big garbage bag. That's the disguise there. Like, like it's a big garbage bag. Like, is Kirby in there? What's going on there? But King Dedede and Escargoon are hiding and they figure that can't possibly be garbage. And we see where they go. And what happened is they went to a cave and they brought a bunch of food with them because it's where Kirby's hiding. Kirby happily sees all this food and he grabs it one at a time and starts eating all this food. Sandwiches, I think there's a pizza at one point. And he's just eating different things and he's just happily eating. And while he's eating, the other three are talking. They tell Kirby that Knuckle Joe thinks Kirby killed his father, but that can't be true. They don't believe it. But Kirby isn't listening at all. He's just enjoying his food. And like, alright, Kirby doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. Let's just let him enjoy his food. But unfortunately, King Dedede and Escargoon show up with Knuckle Joe because they followed them. And Kirby just keeps eating until he hears his name called out by Knuckle Joe. He's like, where's Kirby? And then Kirby's like, oh, hey, it's me. Then Knuckle Joe's surprised because he realizes it's a kid. Not only is it a kid, it's a pink ball. And then he rubs his nose. And then Kirby rubs his nose right back. He's like, okay. Then he says, that's Kirby. And he's like, Kirby? And then Kirby recognizes his name and rubs his nose. And, and Knuckle Joe's just like, oh, my God. So Knuckle Joe just says to himself, I came for a Star Warrior and I wind up with a beach ball. <laughs> And then Kirby cutely smiles at him. This, of course, is just bugging Knuckle Joe. He's like, I, I thought this was this badass Star Warrior I was going to kill. Instead, I got this little cute kid. What's going on? And then Escargoon and King Dedede egg on Knuckle Joe, saying, like, I thought you are going to attack him. We're here to see you attack him. He says, I'll get him. I'll get him when I want to. And then Knuckle Joe attacks. We are now at the halfway point of this episode. And, oh my god, Kirby has a rough time. So Knuckle Joe runs at Kirby, and Kirby jumps out of the way, and a bunch of the food gets damaged, unfortunately. And Kirby just starts running around and dodging all these attacks. Knuckle Joe's firing off multiple smash punch blasts at Kirby, and they each explode as they hit the ground, but Kirby's able to dodge them just in time as they come. Tiff goes to call the Warp Star, but as she's about to call for it, Escargoon tackles her and Tuff, 
and ties them up together. Then they call for Chef Kawasaki to help, and he gets caught before he can stop them, and King DDD ties him up. Meanwhile, Kirby's making some distance from Knuckle Joe, and he's able to get away pretty far, but then Knuckle Joe notices something. There's a big boulder on a cliff ahead, and he blasts it with another punch. And the boulder falls, and chases Kirby Indiana Jones style. Kirby desperately runs for his life, but eventually the boulder catches up, and it explodes on impact. That's an interesting kind of boulder. And now begins a very, very bad beating for Kirby. So we can put up one baby beating on the counter. It's one very long beating, one very painful beating. It's very unfortunate, but here's how it goes. Kirby gets blasted forward by the boulder explosion, and then lands in front of Knuckle Joe, who grabs Kirby, jumps in the air, and slams Kirby into the ground. King Dedede and Escargoon are loving this, by the way. Kirby makes a dent in the ground, and his eyes are X's now, and his mouth's wide open. He's just, he's already conked out. Kirby is conked out, but Knuckle Joe ain't done. He grabs Kirby and throws him against a rock wall, making another dent there. And then Kirby lands off the wall, and then Knuckle Joe jumps on Kirby, stomping on the poor boy with both feet. And by the way, during every hit, Kirby is crying out in pain and gasping Poyo with every hit. But it's not over. No. No, it's not over at all. Knuckle Joe then jumps up and blasts Kirby with a roundhouse kick, and it causes a huge explosion. Kirby is completely knocked out. He is done. He groans in pain, and it is barely audible. If you got your volume up high enough, you can hear him in pain. And it is just, it's a bit much. It really is. But Knuckle Joe's confused. He doesn't understand why someone who could kill his father isn't fighting back. Maybe, though... They're trying to get his guard down by not fighting back. Maybe that's what's going on. So Knuckle Joe decides to finish off Kirby. And he goes to punch Kirby to death. And right before he can, right before this long beating is about to end, Med Knight jumps down and blocks the final strike. King Dedede and Escargoon are, of course, annoyed about this since they were finally going to see freaking Kirby get murdered horribly. But that doesn't happen, and then they see that Blade Knight and Sword Knight have freed the kids, and Escargoon is even more annoyed. And then Midnight goes to explain what's going on. He tells Knuckle Joe that Kirby's not the killer. He is. He defeated <laughs> Knuckle Joe's father. Because they can't say kill. And so Knuckle Joe angrily attacks Meta Knight, going with a punch to his face, but he stops short because Meta Knight doesn't even move a muscle. So Knuckle Joe asks for proof. So Midnight tells him that his father was a great warrior, and a great friend to him. They slayed many monsters together. A lot of heroes even wanted to become just like Knuckle Joe's father. And by the way, during all this, we're treated to flashbacks of the two battling monsters, and they don't censor it. They straight up cut monsters to ribbons. They cut them in half, they cut them to pieces, and there's bone. There's just, it's a more graphic than expected. Like, it's still not that much, but it's more than you would expect for a kid's show, and they don't censor any of it. It was quite the trip when I saw this. And we just see all this flashback of them just killing a bunch of monsters. Then one night, they're just camping together and having fun together. And that's when they let their guard down. And then the monsters attacked. And it killed many, many warriors were killed by those monsters. And they even took down Joe's father. But they captured and took his body away. And unfortunately, he was taken to enemy themselves. And enemy used their power to bring back Joe's father and turn him to their side. When he first came back, Midnight was happy to see him. It's his friend. He's so happy. But then it became sorrow because he realized his friend was now a monster. And ultimately, he had to kill him. Knuckle Joe refuses to believe his father became a monster. But Midnight gives him a pendant with a picture of baby Knuckle Joe in it. 
saying his father's love for him held him back from becoming a full monster. So he didn't go full monster. It was enough to prevent him from doing it, going full monster and killing everyone. But he still gets killed by Med Knight because I guess he was still on the bad side of things. So Knuckle Joe takes the pendant and lets us sink in. Or so we think. He drops the pendant with a laugh and says his dad was a weakling and he refuses to be just like him. And Med Knight says he's glad his dad's dead so he couldn't see how much of a monster his son has become. Just dang, Med Knight, dang. Knuckle Joe says he's no monster, but Med Knight says no, he is, because all he lives for is vengeance, and that those who have no reason are just monsters. Tiff tells Knuckle Joe that what we do is what makes us a monster, and points out that Kirby's horribly beaten. Like, look at him! He's a really beaten up little boy. Knuckle Joe still refuses to believe he's a monster. So Med Knight says he lives on hatred, something enemy loves. But Knuckle Joe says he doesn't care. If he's a monster, then prove it. What do you mean, prove it? Look at the poor pure boy! He's beaten to near death! How much more proof do you need? You beat an innocent child near to death here, come on! But Midnight says Kirby's the proof. And we again look at Kirby's pretty much lifeless body. Look at him! Look at the poor boy! <laughs> but apparently that's not what Midnight meant, which it was a surprise. So, they cut to that morning, and it's Kirby somehow recovered, because he's a durable little boy, and Knuckle Joe staring each other down. And the sun is rising. And it looks like they're gonna have a duel. And that's right, they're gonna have a duel, which means Kirby's gonna finally fight back, and that's gonna change a lot of things. So Mana explains that he's having Kirby duel Knuckle Joe because Kirby is a reflection of his foes. Kirby is able to defeat so many monsters because he's able to throw their abilities right back at them. So this duel will reflect in Knuckle Joe who he really is. So Knuckle Joe scratches his nose, and Kirby scratches his nose right back. And the battle begins anew, and Knuckle Joe hits Kirby with a bunch of Vulcan jabs. Then he goes for a smash punch, but Kirby sucks it up and becomes... Fighter Kirby. This transformation is pretty simple. Kirby jumps up and a bandana uh, jumps on his head. And it looks like Ryu's from Street Fighter, so Kirby becomes a Ryu. And it goes on his head, but it slips off. So Kirby grabs it and tightens on his head. And then he does some fighter poses and he lands and scratches his nose again. And now Kirby's ready for battle. And then I does as he always does and he explains that uh, Kirby's fighter Kirby to everyone and that Kirby just has fighter abilities. So Knuckle Joe goes on the attack and fires a bunch of Vulcan jabs at Kirby. But Kirby fires a bunch of Vulcan jabs right back. And they smash in the middle between the two of them and explode. And then smash punches come out and Kirby fires them right back, explodes in the middle. A roundhouse kick blast comes out, Kirby does one right back, explodes in the middle. They keep exploding at the halfway point between the two fighters because they're evenly matched. Kirby's a mirror after all, and that's what's going on here. And I guess Kirby gets what's going on because Kirby could have dodged and done some other kind of attacks and said he's doing mirror fighting here. I guess that's because that's what Midnight wants and Kirby got that. So Knuckle Joe, getting tired, solidifies within himself that nothing else matters. The only thing that matters is that he's gonna kill Kirby. So with that singular focus, he feels a new power within himself, and he transforms into a purple ball with spikes on his head and on his fists, and he fires needles at Kirby. Kirby, during all this, loses the fighter ability, which I'm guessing because Knuckle Joe changed, or because he just got tired, one of these reasons. And then Kirby notices the needles coming at him, and he dodges them. And then he pulls one out of the ground with his mouth, by the way, only with his mouth, not with his hands, and then eats the needle. And he transforms into Needle Kirby. That's right, it's the rare double power episode. Knuckle Joe sees this needle ability and realizes he's changed. Kirby fires needles back and rushes Knuckle Joe. Med Knight calls out that Kirby is a mirror and that this is what Knuckle Joe has become. Paralyzed in shock, Knuckle Joe isn't able to fight back and cries out that he doesn't want to be a monster. While Kirby full-on jumps at Knuckle Joe, with the spikes out ready to do damage. 
And then BAM! Knuckle Joe's dead. Not really, he's not dead. He should be, though. Knuckle Joe gets blasted into the air and falls to the ground on his back. He's knocked out and he's no longer in his monster form. Midnight rushes to Knuckle Joe, and Knuckle Joe struggles to say that he's not a monster before passing out. And Midnight says, I know, Joe, I know. Later, back at King Dedede's throne room, Knuckle Joe says he hopes that next time the three of them will be able to fight together, and for Kirby to keep fighting and keep his eye out for Knuckle Joe. Then Knuckle Joe scratches his nose again, and Kirby scratches his nose back. Midnight activates the, the throne room's summoning machine to send Knuckle Joe back away, and he's uploaded through Nightmare Enterprise's data network. King Dedede shows up just in time to see this, and finds out from the salesman that he owes Nightmare Enterprises a couple million as a service charge for that upload. And as they watch Knuckle Joe's data leave the area, Midnight says he thinks Knuckle Joe is on their side now. Kirby excitedly jumps up and scratches his nose again as the usual star outro ends. Like, there's so much nose scratching. Like, it's really cute when Kirby does it. It's just a normal thing when Knuckle Joe does it, but it's just, it's just so cute when Kirby does it. So that's episode 19. Like, it's a really quick episode. Very quick. Knuckle Joe shows up, beats up a lot of things, causes a bunch of trouble. Uh, Kirby uh, gets whisked away to safety. Knuckle Joe beats up Cappy Town. Kirby's eating food in a cave. Knuckle Joe shows up, and then for, like, let's see here, ten straight minutes, it's Kirby dealing with Knuckle Joe. Kirby gets beat up for a couple minutes in the backstory, and then the final duel. It's a very quick episode, but it's a very exciting episode of that one, the second half, for sure. Some things to note is... The, the Japanese version has a lot more cursing in it. This is a kid show, so it surprised me. There's a lot more cursing in the Japanese version of this episode. Like, a lot. And that's really the only thing I didn't mention before, was that just a lot of cursing. And it's a very fun episode. I like it a lot. It's one of my higher episodes, that's for sure. Kirby had a really weird day when you think about it. He's gonna spend his whole day just eating food that he gathered together, but gets summoned away, and then just sits in a cave for a bunch of hours with no food. Then he finally gets some food, enjoys eating some of the food, but then gets beaten up badly over and over and over again, and then he wakes up from unconsciousness and finds out he's got to beat this guy up, and then he does, and then they become friends. That's a really weird 24 hours. That's a really weird 24 hours. So we won't see Knuckle Joe for a while. He will be back. He'll be back in episode 40, so that's 21 episodes from now, and that is actually a really good episode, too. It's one of my favorites. Episode 40 is one of my favorite episodes as well, so that's going to be great, but we got other things before that. Up next is episode 20, and it is another sad episode. That's right, only five episodes after the dog episode, we get another episode where Kirby is psychologically hurt with a sad event. And it, it, it will make you cry. It is a very sad episode. It made me cry. I am not looking forward to watching this episode again to go over it. Oh man, I... When we do these, I watch every episode about five or so times. I also watch the Japanese version. And, oh man, the dog episode was tough to watch repeatedly. This is going to be tough to watch repeatedly as well. Now, as always, you can find our podcast on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play Music, trying to get on other places. The advantage to YouTube over the others is that you can see some visual things while I talk, and I try my best to make it so you don't have to watch the in- to enjoy the podcast. And also, if you're on iTunes, uh, please give us a review. iTunes does act... iTunes iTunes does actually care about reviews, so it'll help us out a lot and it'll help us get known. And of course, if you have Kirby fan friends, let them know about the podcast too. My goal is to entertain and also bring up interesting information with this podcast for Kirby fans. That'd be great if more fans got to enjoy it. Also, if you want to leave feedback, let us know on YouTube or on Twitter. That's the best way to reach us. I really enjoy this podcast we've done at this point. 
I think 21 episodes. Yeah, we've done 21 episodes of this podcast, and I like it a lot. I'm going to be doing this for a very long time. It's just fun. And at some point, we will cover the next Kirby game. That will be Kirby's Pinball. I might even try to cover that next, so I don't have to watch this episode yet. We'll see. But that right there is the episode. I had a lot of fun talking, and I hope you had a lot of fun watching and or listening. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by, and see you next time. (laughs) 